Hey guys, Debs here. Sorry I've been MIA. A lot of things going on, but I'm back. And hopefully I'll be updating this podcast on a more regular cadence. Anywho, today I'm super excited to be talking about the Netflix original series, Squid Game. Since its release about two weeks ago, this Korean drama has become a huge and unexpected global hit. It is currently the most watched Netflix show in 90 countries, ranging from Qatar to Ecuador, and it is also the first Korean drama to top Netflix's top 10 most watched in the US. More impressively, it has held onto that number one position for over a week now, which means its staying power is comparable to titles like Bridgerton, which is currently the record holder for the most watched Netflix series ever. At the time of this recording, Netflix's co-CEO has shared that Squid Game is for sure going to be the platform's biggest non-English show ever. And it could be on track to become the biggest show in Netflix history, period. So what is the show about? It's about an intense survival game where people compete against each other in children's games. And if you lose, you die. Yeah. 456 people, including our protagonist, are invited to participate in this deadly game, which also takes place on a weird island in the middle of nowhere. All the players are also technically there by choice, so you might be thinking, who the heck in their right mind would join this kind of game? Well, that's the power of money for you. Since all the players are in massive debt, they want to win the game's cash prize of 456 billion won. For my U.S. friends, that converts to roughly 39 million U.S. dollars. So yeah, crazy sum of money. So crazy that when I was Googling the conversion, Google actually thought I meant 45.6 million won. Nah, I I really meant 45.6 billion with a B as in, boy, that's a lot of money. So whoever's the last person standing or last person alive after six rounds of intense games will win all of that money in cash. But while the survival game is the main premise of the series, another story point that keeps viewers engaged is wanting to find out who created this game in the first place. Everyone who runs or monitors the game wears a mask, including the mysterious frontman who is the game master. So who are these people and what purpose does this game serve? You can watch the show to find out. Squid Game has drawn comparisons to other popular survival game content, like The Hunger Games and the Japanese film Battle Royale, which is often credited as the first survival game movie to become a huge cultural phenomenon that ended up inspiring many other films and shows in this genre. In fact, the director and writer of Squid Game shared that one of the inspirations for his show was Battle Royale and also another wildly popular Japanese show, Liar's Game, where contestants have to lie and cheat each other in order to win a cash prize. Personally, as I was watching Squid Game, I couldn't help but notice the parallels between this show and another Netflix original that came out last year called Alice in Borderland. Alice in Borderland is a Japanese drama where people are suddenly transported into this parallel universe to play deadly games. Anyways, if you're curious about that particular show, which, by the way, has been renewed for a season two, you can read about it on my blog, 
deb'swashlist.com. So if there's already so much survival game content out there, what makes Squid Game different? I think the answer lies in the characters and what their stories indicate about life in Korea. I actually recently discussed this show with my Korean language teacher, who's Korean, was born and raised in Korea, currently lives in Seoul, and she shared how realistic each character and their story was. From the North Korean defector to the Pakistani factory worker, every character was facing troubles or in situations that are true for their demographic. Even small details like where they live in Korea and how they talk, all of that is spot on. Also, apparently, according to my teacher, some of the major plot developments reflected recent news headlines in Korea that enraged a lot of people or stirred up a lot of controversy. Not going to go into details because I don't want to spoil things for those who haven't seen the show yet, but if you've watched the series and are curious about what developments I'm referring to, here's a hint. The Doctor. Given the huge cash prize in the game, many people might think Squid Game is all about wealth, greed, and the conflict between the have and have-nots, which is also why the show has drawn comparisons to the Korean film Parasite. While Squid Game does provide commentary on money and its link to social status, it also introduces many other factors that influence class dynamics, like race, gender, age, profession, family background, etc. So while Parasite zooms in specifically on wealth disparity in Korea, gives a lot of commentary on that, Squid Game takes a step back to see the larger picture and examine all the different intricate moving parts that govern class dynamics, which results in a very rich and nuanced depiction of Korean society today. In addition to the social commentary, there's also an intriguing exploration of human nature in extreme conditions, which is typical of films and shows in this genre. There's a typical question of, can people maintain their humanity when it means they could lose their lives? What motivates someone to keep surviving when death seems to be the easier way out? And on the flip side, what motivates someone to create such a perverted game in the first place? But I think one of the questions that intrigued me the most, because it's not only related to the plot, but also slightly meta, is for the audience watching and enjoying this game. What does that say about them? Or us, because we're also watching it as a Netflix show. And maybe enjoying is not the right word, because hopefully all of us are horrified by what is happening in this game. But there is something to be said about how we're voluntary spectators who are drawn to this game, or even hooked in some cases, if you binge watch the entire show like I did. <laughs> And maybe the answer to that question will actually also help shed some light as to why Squid Game has become such a big hit. Like, why are people drawn to watching survival games? And why Squid Game specifically? To answer the first part of that question about the appeal of the survival genre, two theories for you. One is actually from my mom, who thinks that survival games are a metaphor for the struggle of life. So we see ourselves in these players and we root for them because if they prevail, we feel like we have also somehow prevailed. Essentially, watching the game is a way for us to relieve the stress that comes from feeling helpless and being the underdog in real life. 
My theory, on the other hand, is really different. And it's actually inspired by a quote near the end of the series. So fast forward 20 seconds if you haven't seen the series because this is a mild spoiler. But basically, one character notes that the one thing the poorest and the richest have in common is that life is boring. The poorest don't have money to afford the luxuries that make life interesting. And the richest, they have so much money that they've experienced every luxury possible, so life is also dull. And so that's why they crave something more riveting, just like all the VIPs who are watching and enjoying this crazy game. So maybe the reason why so many of us enjoy survival game content is because it's so unusual, so extraordinary compared to our ordinary lives that it becomes thrilling to watch. But it doesn't terrify us because we're so far removed from it. Like the VIPs, we never find ourselves in these games. So that's why we're able to watch it and then make a ton of memes about it on TikTok and Instagram. It's almost like watching a crazy snowstorm and marveling at the beauty of the white blizzard only because you're at a safe distance and in a warm place. Because if you were in the midst of the snowstorm, then the story changes and suddenly everything becomes threatening, horrifying, traumatic. Just like how someone who has gone through something similar to the Squid Game would probably not watch any part of this drama because they'd be triggered. Anywho, let me know why you think we're drawn to watching survival games, because I am honestly curious why we'd be attracted to something that is, objectively speaking, very dark and rather depressing. But as for the second part of the question, why did Squid Game specifically become such a huge hit from the genre? I think it's a mix of fortuitous timing and the content itself. For timing, people's openness to non-English content has been on the rise. The second most watched Netflix series ever is actually a French show, Lupin. And last year, Netflix saw an increase of 200% in Korean drama consumption on its platform. So that's why this year, they've invested half a billion dollars into Korean content alone. Also, films like Parasite and bands like BTS have made Korean content globally hip, trendy, and mainstream, thus now paving the way for Korean TV to also shine on the global stage. So the timing was right, viewers were ready and receptive, but I think another reason for the show's success is also that the content had a Western sensibility that most viewers around the world are used to. There's no denying that Hollywood content is still the golden standard in what people are accustomed to, and compared to many other Korean dramas, Squid Game definitely felt more Western. I actually remember watching the first episode and thinking, this totally has HBO vibes. Part of it was because it was much more graphic and violent than your typical K-drama. But another reason is because everything, from the sets to cinematography to the music, all of it felt very Hollywood. That's why it didn't surprise me to learn that the director and writer of this show actually got his master's in film production at USC School of Cinema. The time abroad definitely showed. So the timing, the content style, along with Netflix's resources, wide reach, and also the fact that this drama is inherently a great television show. Like it's very well acted. All of that together set Squid Game up for global success. So I really liked Squid Game. I binge watched it over the course of two days. I've been telling all my friends to see it. 
And as a longtime Korean content fan, I'm so excited to not only see its success, but also think about what this could mean for the entire Korean drama genre. As many of you guys know, I love Korean dramas. I almost always recommend one whenever there's an episode of Deb Rex. So hopefully, just like how Parasite and K-pop brought Korean cinema and music into the limelight, hopefully Squid Game will now bring K-dramas to center stage. Have you seen Squid Game? What are your thoughts? And also, what are your theories? Because there are also so many lingering questions. Well, let me know by finding me on Instagram at the handle Debs underscore speaking. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye!